0: It's gotta get it off. Halloween. I wore the Halloween shirt for the you did. Halloween episode. I almost wore it. I should I should change it. No. Mass right. <laughs> sale. But I have that.
1: Hello, boys and girls. We're back. Everyone. Episode eight. <clears throat> Pretty soon we'll eight. run out of fingers and we won't be able to do that anymore. I'll use toes. I'll keep going until he'll I can. He'll put his foot, he'll put his feet in your face. Watch me do it. I'll do it. I'll, you'll have to face my feet. Face the feet. <laughs> I'm turning <laughs> to James Mason from Salem's Law. Face the feet. Face, face the feet. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of comments. Uh, part one of the Adrian Barbeau episode went really well. And part two just went up online today. And Ooh. now we're getting ready to give you an all new interview with an all new guest, Mr. James Jude. I was going to let you do the Courtney. Oh, Courtney. Yay.
0: <laughs> James Jude,
1: <and> Courtney.
0: <laughs> Jimmy the Shape. That's his mom' name. Jimmy Shape. He's going to be on the show today, and thanks, everyone, for for coming back. We appreciate you. We're glad you're back. If you're back, if you're new, welcome. We really appreciate you coming and hanging out and watching this and hanging out with us, because we're just hanging out. That's it. And we couldn't do this or wouldn't do this without you out there. So welcome. We love you.
1: We could. We could. We We just, it wouldn't be as fun. We could. We could. We could just, well, we kind of were just on the phone, but, you know, hey
0: that's true at the end of a movie when you go to the movies and it's the the theater's filled and the and the movie ends and it's actually was a good movie and here's it's a pet peeve it's actually a get off my lawn moment Uh where everybody everybody get off my lawn get off my lawn where everyone claps in the theater and i'm going they can't hear you
1: yeah, no, that bothers the, the, me too.
0: The movie people can't hear you. Why are you clapping? It's stupid, but it, it's very
1: stupid. It's very stupid. Yeah. It, it would be great though, like if you had just gone to a George Clooney film or something, and the ends like that, and Clooney just happens to walk Kits out. And goes, Thanks, everybody. Thank you, yeah. and then just scoots back behind a curtain and watch everybody yeah. just shit their pants. That'd be great. Yeah, that would that is awesome. not going to happen. So quit fucking clapping. That's right. Um. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, so. In this last episode that just went live today, we had a little bit about our childhood crushes. And as I was editing the episode, I can't believe I actually forgot my biggest one. Now, mind Which you, as a, as a little kid, it was Kristen McNair. Heading into teenage life, I can't believe I missed Phoebe Cates. Fast oh, Times yes. of Ridgemont High. Of course. I mean, to this day, I still have a yeah. crush on her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm
0: right there with you. There's that, no... that, that, that question that whole subject could go on and on forever it could it's do true. two three shows about that because there's so many i thought of a couple new ones too after
1: the fact i was like oh give me one Since you it up. well now i forgot okay they weren't that important to you since we're on get off my lawn you know um yeah. i've been making lists of things that pissed me off one happened yesterday and, Fuck! Uh, I need
0: to make a list.
1: It, Damn it! Every time you get mad, just put make a. I got. I got. Well, money.
0: I just got mad, so boom. That's the first thing on the list. My <laughs> okay. first thing on my list is I need to get off my own lawn because I don't <laughs> make lists when I'm supposed to be making lists. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
1: So I went to Walmart I had to pick up. Uh, Nay was very Ooh. adamant. I, I don't like Walmart either. But, oh, it's an awful place. But they currently have a Captain Crunch Crunch Berries pancake mix and captain crunch maple syrup so wow we have to try i think tomorrow morning we're making captain crunch pancakes and i will make a video to let people know how it is so i had to go there and it just reminded me of something as i was leaving i fucking hate this whole thing of you've bought your shit you're leaving Mm. walmart and now you Mm. have to stand in another line to show your receipt as you leave yeah they do the same shit at costco costco Costco, because there's crazy lines of people with giant you know troughs of stuff and it's like motherfucker this is my shit i paid for it yeah you don't need to see my receipt right i shouldn't have well they're thinking
0: yeah they're thinking that you're trying to you're trying to skim out with that giant tub of red vines well what makes
1: them different than any other store out there that I'm leaving um, after I bought something. I'm talking Walmart. I was buying some pancake mix. I got to stop yeah. and show this dude my my receipt. It's like, you know <laughs> what? No, this is my shit. I bought, I own. I don't need, are you going to be at my front door asking to see it again too? You know, that pisses right. me off. I don't understand why I, I wait in a line to buy some shit. Right. I pay for it. I now own yeah. it. And now I got to yeah. wait in another line to show you that I just bought some shit right over there. That pisses me off. That's I'm my get you. off the lawn for today. Get off my lawn. Thank you. Uh, so, we got some comments from people.
0: L- Let's hear them. Like-
1: so, this is from Kelly. Hi, Kelly. This is Kelly. L M A O, laughing my ass off, uh, as the kids say. Yeah. The thing with two heads. Hmm. I thought this was going to be about Rasputin. Blah. I don't know it, I don't get the reference but okay. I don't either, but okay. She's really laughing hard about it though. So she is laughing. I'm going to appreciate how she (laughs) made herself laugh, but seriously, folks, you guys are fun and entertaining. Love what you're doing. Thanks. So thank you, Kelly.
0: Thanks Kelly.
1: For the kind.
0: And you're funny too.
1: Yeah. Even though we didn't, we didn't get the joke. Tomorrow we are going to the mission Tiki drive-in for Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and a, secret film which i can say now because when this airs it'll have already happened the new Ah. bill and ted's
0: oh very exciting it's gonna be fun we're gonna go we're gonna uh
1: have popcorn
0: have popcorn they have they have uh they have shenanigan concessions there right their
1: concessions suck like their food in their concession stand is god awful i mean the food food like the popcorn is fine you buy mm-hmm. a boxed candy. Of course, it's going to be the boxed candy. Perfect. Stay away from all their food. I got a fucking pretzel there. It mm-hmm. looked amazing, and it was mm-hmm. funny because my buddy's like, "Dude, don't buy their food. It's terrible." It's a pretzel. How do you fuck up a pretzel? Mm-hmm. They fucked up a pretzel. I took a bite. Wow. I was. It looked amazing. Felt warm. Bit into it. I was like, I
0: really I spit
1: it out and, th- and it threw. Did you away. get the
0: cheesy? Did you get oh, the cheesy dip regular, or anything?
1: Regular pretzel with salt. Awful. My buddy wow. said he got a hot dog. Disgusting. Threw it away. They have wow. pizza. They have some Mexican food too. <laughs> I'd stay away from it.
0: Um, That's so funny because I, I like a, a hot dog. I don't eat them often, but I do like myself a hot dog. Even when they're bad, I still eat them. Like I've had friends. I've had, got a hot dog. Friend gets a hot dog. And they'll bite into it and go, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever had. And I'm like, "It's pretty good. And I just eat the damn thing because I like that kind of – because I eat like yeah. a 12-year-old.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a big uh, fan of street meat. Like you go to a concert and afterwards <laughs> the, the, the street vendors are out there with the bacon wrapped around, dude, that, those are great. Sure. I Especially
0: mean, after you come out of a bar and you're yeah. all hammered and you're like, look at that,
1: give it to me. Yeah. Oh. Meat yeah. on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, right. <laughs> we'll definitely hit the concession stand for soft drinks or whatever, but we should probably go to a 7-Eleven beforehand and get the proper snacks. There can be selections pretty weak. I'll be honest. Okay.
0: So snack up before yeah, you go.
1: But I, okay. I always get popcorn. Yeah, I got to get popcorn. Yeah. Colin Murdy says, absolutely loving the show, guys. So funny, interesting, and informative. The guests so far have been incredible! Exclamation mark! It's like hanging out with friends watching your show. Great to see like-minded creative people gathering and sharing their love and passion for all things horror. Keep up the great work, guys. Greetings from Belfast, Ireland. Ooh, shiver where the timbers. Them? Is that what they say in oh, Ireland?
0: Jesus, oh. <laughs> no, you just lost that viewer. Uh, uh, we just lost that guy.
1: What is that? You sound like a leprechaun. No, that's that? a reggae guy. Oh. I just did reggae. It doesn't sound... doesn't sound reggae? No. But He's like, fuck you. You might as well
0: have went, Ooh, I want me lucky charms. You might as Ooh. well have said
1: that. That's, that's where I was going next. Oh, uh, I, want about, to... I want me gold.
0: I want me gold. <laughs> I, would give me, I want me gold. Love
1: me gold. There you go. That's good, right? That's Ireland. Well. I want me gold, no? I guess so. I've got a funny Ireland story, right? Yeah, go ahead. So it was my ex-wife and and another couple. Let's just say that. And another couple. And uh, my friend's wife met some other passengers on the train. I believe we were in France at the time. She's talking to some other passengers. And she comes over and she goes oh my God, I just met this couple from Ireland. Their English was so good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Sometimes I forget to breathe.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, uh, wow. Anyway, Yeah,
0: the sometimes I forget to breathe line I just threw out is an actual line. A friend of mine's sister was really not very bright. Like, she was the stereotypical epitome of, like, a ditzy blonde. We were all sitting around watching movies one night, of course, having drinks and stuff, and she suddenly gasped, suddenly went, (sighs) and I was like, are you all right? What happened? She goes, sometimes I forget to breathe. I just, A, lost my shit we were all camping and she was eating something out of a bowl and I go, what are you eating? And I looked in the bowl and I said, what are you eating? Milk and bananas. She
1: goes, she looks at the bowl. She goes,
0: no bananas and milk.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, these, those two would be great friends. All I have to say. <laughs> but
0: anyway, shiver me timbers.
1: Yeah. Thank I you. Love, I want
0: <laughs> me. Thanks Ireland. We love you. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ireland.
1: You know, I don't think I've ever been to Ireland. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to go go someday. Boogeyman Ben. He's back. He's back. Love this so much. I've had a crush on Adrienne since the 80s. And I have, I guess he meant have had the honor of meeting her at a book signing in 2008. She signed two books and took a picture with me as well. She is a lovely person. And this interview really shows that. Looking forward to part two, which I'm hoping he's watching right now. Best of you both.
0: Oh, thanks, Ben. Uh, we we all had a crush on Adrian Barclay. Yeah.
1: Who didn't? Everybody. I, who didn't? Who didn't? Trey Johnson said, "Hi, Trey." Said I just snagged the international version of Swamp Thing. More skin. All right. <laughs> so Trey Johnson just wanted everybody to know he's a pervert. Right. <laughs> uh, Giovanni Carlito. This sounds like you know we should be running with uh, Jimmy Shape. Giovanni Carlito,
0: Giovanni Carlito, and Jim the Sh- Jimmy Shape,
1: yeah, Joey Bag of Donuts, and Frankie Two Times can be all that's um... right. Jimmy
0: Sticky Fingers.
1: <laughs> hey guys, back again. It's cool that I'm here for the very first few episodes because I'm sure this podcast is going to blow up.
0: That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It but would.
1: That's... It would. And then we just get so full of ourselves, we'd stop doing it. Too late. Oh, true. Um, so uh let's see, keep it up and more guests from the horror world would be awesome. By the way, thanks for the movie recommendations, Christopher. I guess he likes some of your movie recommendations. He didn't specifically huh. say which ones. Oh, okay. I've been diagnosed with clinical depression too, and social oh, anxiety. Here we go. <laughs> I've been diagnosed with clinical depression too and social anxiety, and just doing little things that make me happy helps a lot, like watching movies and listening to great podcasts like this one. Oh,
0: that's awesome. See, that's why we do it. See, stuff out there.
1: It's not why I do
0: it. It's not why you do it. I do it for the attention. You do. Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting it. I, I hope so. Anyway. Um, no, that's a good thing. That's why, I mean, that's, that's awesome. It, it, that, that's tough thing. tough thing. It's tough It's tough yeah. out there, man. A lot of suffering going on, a lot of, yeah. a lot of weird shit going on out there. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta lighten it up, have some levity, get your mind, you know, get your, get your head straight and, and get all this stuff out and then you can deal with it all. So, yeah. uh, so hang in there, everybody. If you got that, hang in there. Just on that note, if you want to read something that's really good, that will, help take your mind off things or or you know chill you out i'm reading that new book the george romero book the the living dead book that came out recently
1: no i don't know about this one watch this
0: oh Huh? huh? it's a really good book uh it's called the living dead by george romero and daniel krauss it's mm-hmm. excellent i highly recommend it. it's pretty thick it's a good read, but uh it's pretty scary, and it's really creepy, and it's weird, and uh, highly recommend fic- uh, Fiction. Um, oh, it's, fic- it's fiction. Okay. It's fiction. Yeah, it's not about George and Mary. It's a, it's a fictional story. Obviously, zombies, apocalypse type thing. It's really good. I'm highly recommending this book.
1: Too bad he um, didn't have a chance to make that one.
0: I know. As I'm reading it, I'm sitting there going, I want to buy the rights to this <laughs> so I can write a script and make it. This would hmm. be... just the the first say three four chapters alone are like better than any zombie film i've ever seen they're so
1: good not better than survival of the dead not better than diary of the dead
0: hello darkness my old friend get this book it's it's really good i highly recommend it okay so there you go
1: anyway Uh, hang in there hang in there michael johnson I don't think that's the professional runner. Wasn't there a runner named Michael Johnson? I don't know. Anyway, You're
0: asking me about sports again. It, it, oh, Why yeah, you that's always true. always do that.
1: <laughs> Did Tom Savinia design a severed head of Wilma Northorpe that was intended to float in the quarry? He's asking this question. I, maybe he wanted me to ask this of Adrian if she knew, but I, I don't think she mm. would know anyway. Enormous mm. thanks to Sean and Christopher. You guys are on fire. woo ourselves out watching your show has brought me incredible joy during the pandemic thanks for bringing awesome content to help us escape best michael johnson salt lake city
0: thank you michael from salt lake city that's awesome love hearing that i don't know the answer to your question
1: i guess we'll have to ask tom yeah we'll probably have tom on at some point yeah we gotta yeah i mean so we will save that question for when we have him on and we'll get you an answer Gavin Taylor says, thanks so much for the distraction from the shit going on in the world now. We all appreciate the escapism during these times. I've been feeling low, not knowing if it's safe to go to the haunted houses that are opening this October. Oh, you have haunted houses opening. We don't. We don't. <laughs> uh, the wife and I usually make the trip up to St. Louis haunts every year. Coming from the film industry side, do you guys enjoy more interactive scares like the professional haunts? Take care, gents.
0: I would be leery about going to a, a haunted scare place. Yeah. Well, I he's, mean, he's
1: asking uh, if we enjoy them. He's not, ask, oh. he's not asking if we... If he, if he, if he's not asking for a, our advice. Go. Yeah. Oh.
0: I enjoy them. It depends. Some of them are... I mean, it's always fun just to go to one. Uh, it's, a, it's a Halloween feeling. It's yeah. a whole vibe. Part of the Halloween extra... Even when they're bad, it's still fun. I mean, it's, it's still a Halloween tradition that you go to as many... Haunted houses and scares and universal and knots and, and you know, all that stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy them. Um, I, of course, enjoy them when they're really, really good. I've been to a couple. I tell you, there's one that I went to in, I believe it's Baton Rouge. It's mm. called the 13th Gate. And, uh, that one was probably one of the better ones I've ever been to. It's actually quite kind of scary and really well done. And it's really long. It's not like you go in it and suddenly you're like, that's it. Um, and all the props and masks and makeups and stuff were really well done. The rooms. Um, so I, I recommend that one. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. I think they're, they're fucking fun.
1: I try to go, you know, if I'm ever out of town during October, I definitely try to hit up whatever is around. Um, I've, I've been to lots of different haunts all over the U S and I, one of my favorites was Pennsylvania called Bates motel. Hmm. It's a a walk-through haunt, a haunted hayride, a corn maze. Wow. Yeah, dude, it it was so well done. Really good. Mm. I highly recommend that one. And in California, my favorite one here in Cali is Not Scary Farm. Not Mm. Scary Farm never disappoints to me. Universal, I mean, I go every year, and the production value is great. But I just feel like the problem with the Universal Halloween Horror Nights is they're just shuffling you through like cattle and yeah and everything is on timed scares a loop like literally Mm -hmm. it's a timed loop where it makes a like a (laughs) sound like (laughs) at the same time like an it's the exact same scare sound in every Mm -hmm. fucking maze and it's on Mm -hmm. a timed loop and you're they're they're pushing so many people through that you're like shuffling so slow that you'll see the same dude come out at the same time (laughs) and then he'll go back and you're still you like you still see him because you you've only walked two feet you know
0: because they're not spacing the people out everyone's piled onto each other so the guy you see the guy scare the person about three people in front of you and you know he's like okay here it comes and and
1: what i hate about it is because they're doing this timed scare that they have to keep jumping out at the same time Mm -hmm. there's no inventiveness to it like the the actors the the characters they call them at not scary farm that's what they call them uh those guys are allowed to roam and do like jump out at random times and and pick people out of the audience and right. you know
0: it's more spontaneous
1: it's way more spontaneous and way better um yeah.
0: oh and and on another note with these scares yeah can we stop with the chainsaws in my face and yeah. the exhausts running up behind me or in my I can we stop with that I don't find it scary. I yeah. know it's not an actual working chainsaw and it's loud and it's obnoxious. Get off my lawn. Let's let's be done with that. And the shaking cans with rocks. It's another one I don't like. Anyway, that's my get off my lawn thing. Go ahead. <laughs> get off my haunt. Get off my haunt. Um Scaracters. Is that what you said? That's what they They're call them. Scaracters S- really that's really funny. Yeah. It's clever. Yeah. But yeah, I like them. Um, I like Universal. I haven't been to Knots in a long time. I have to do that. Yeah. All right. Whenever it comes back. Yeah. Um, well, I went to the Warner Brothers one last year mm-hmm. or
1: the year before. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you go the opening night when it was like uh, the red carpet thing or did you just go on a random night?
0: I think I just went on a random okay. night because it's right down the street. Yeah. So I, I, I was just like, hey, let's go. Um, I, yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a, it was, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't go
1: back there. It was bad. Bonnie Aarons, who is the nun, she invited Nay and I to go with her. And because they had the full red carpet thing, because they were doing a like conjuring universe maze thing. And, you know, it was cool that it was on the back lot and you could see some of the stuff like the church from the Lost Boys. And then there's the, right. there's the, Uh, the little shop where he gets the gremlin and gremlins and it it was, you know, I, that was cool, but man, they had no concept of line flow at all, which everything was jammed and it was just small and just a couple of them. And just, I went for free and had the full red carpet treatment because I was with her. We were cut ahead of people and stuff. Even we got cut ahead. We were still standing there forever waiting because of how jammed it was inside
0: right yeah it not not run well i did have a really good churro there
1: well there you go they did have open they had an open bar for us which was they the did helped, which yeah helped. they had
0: the bar help
1: the fan uh, what was it fantasia they did the true blood bar it was pretty cool mm.
0: yes that's right um and, and there was a lot of booze but that, that wasn't
1: helped. last year that was the year before the year before like, that's they, when i went. they didn't do it last year because it was not good and I think, oh really yeah they
0: did uh, last year i couldn't go last year i was on set for halloween kills throughout october in north carolina i missed all the la halloween happenings oh. which really bummed me out but if you're going to be on location working on a movie and miss all your halloween happenings and at home it's i guess halloween is the movie to be on
1: yeah you might yeah i mean you're you're with, you're with <laughs> jimmy shape come on you know? jimmy shape kevin brock so okay now i don't know if this is sarcasm or if he's actually this is a compliment you tell me you 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 gauge this kevin i'm
0: gonna get i'm gonna before i even hear it i'm gonna lean towards sarcasm i don't even know what's
1: coming okay (laughs) kevin brock christopher's best work question mark kill bill volume two hands down greatest acting ever
0: that's sarcasm okay <laughs> you can't tell me it isn't because that is not good acting man. that is terrible acting oh, okay. that's uh it's awful i i was so nervous during that movie
1: if you want me to cut that out i will
0: no 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 i think it's hilarious oh, okay. i think it's awesome <laughs> um it's part of my uh past so uh, and people know me for that for whatever reason he's supposed to be a simple guy <laughs> so it wasn't much of a stretch that was a rough one man but it was super fun and a blast but i was so nervous but thanks buddy thanks man i appreciate that i'm just gonna go ahead and say that that's a compliment
1: yeah, i would take it as a compliment
0: i did a lot of effects work in that i mean come on how could you say that the acting overshadowed the killing of all the crazy 88s i mean come on that's 88 people i murdered Four hundred and fifty gallons of blood shooting everywhere. No one wants to see a big doughy head acting. I want to see blood. Yep. Anyway, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Kevin Reynolds says, another great episode. Adrienne is so genuine and down to earth. I absolutely love her. She's also my favorite catwoman. Yeah, we didn't have a chance to discuss her voice acting stuff. And you know, mm-hmm. she was catwoman mm-hmm. in the Batman animated series. So That's right that's right well she's got that much stuff
0: she's got so much stuff yeah she's a legend
1: yeah she should have played darkness and legend I'm just saying um no no disagree with me you think Tim Curry did better you think that Tim Curry how dare you I'm gonna tell Adrian you said (laughs) (laughs) Danny Danny Donata
0: Danny Donato, along with Jimmy Shape and Giancarlo.
1: Danny Donato, forget about it. He said,
0: Danny. Oh! (laughs) Oh.
1: (laughs) I immediately turn into Dice Clay. (laughs) Uh, Great show. My favorite new podcast. Shout out from Massachusetts. Right on.
0: Massachusetts. Thank you. I hear you barking, big dog. I hear you back.
1: Fucking wicked good compliment. Work a good compliment. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, kid. Steven Binger, the Bingster's back! The Bingster's back and there's gonna be trouble. Hey, now. Oh. Hey, now. The Bingster's back. So he's got his own theme song now. Now he's gonna get cocky. Mm. He's gonna start his own fucking YouTube show, The Bingster. That's right. He's gonna launch, launch his career. Yeah. He says, wow, that was such a great episode. Thank you for that. And Sean, what is your favorite collectible? What is oh, my favorite collectible?
0: That's got to be an almost impossible question to answer.
1: That is a that is pretty impossible. I'm sticking with the the Poltergeist clown. If that's a collectible, I, that's more it's a prop. I mean, I collected it. It's a
0: collectible. It's not a collectible because it's yeah hard to. It's not like it's you're able to collect it.
1: Yeah. Well, I collected it.
0: Right, but no one <laughs> else is, so it's not collectible. Okay.
1: If I sell it, someone else can collect it. Then it's a collectible. When I die, entry. it will be a collectible again.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. At the estate sale. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> or Chally 10. Chally 10 says, Great channel. Thanks for taking the time to put these videos together. Is there any chance you can interview Cassandra Peterson? AKA oh, that'd be great. Uh, <sighs> it's possible. I know her. It's possible. It's doable. It's doable. We'll it's see. collectible. It's collectible. Uh, I would love that. Dan- Daniel Caruso, not Daniel Caruso. Daniel, Daniel. Caruso said, "The
0: Ginger Elvis." Daniel Caruso. <laughs>
1: hey, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Daniel Caruso says, "You guys are awesome. Keep doing this. You are essential to us. Ooh. So we're essential workers. You know." There's nurses, there's firemen, there's policemen, yeah. and there's us.
0: And there's us, yes. We're essential. Yeah. We're so essential.
1: <laughs> yep. It's all for you, demon. Oh yeah. Another regular. Ooh. Oh
0: yeah. Hi, buddy. All well,
1: right. Said great episode once again. This is by far the best podcast out there. Perfect combination of two friends talking and cracking jokes, mixed in with wonderfully conducted interviews and stories. You two should be very proud of your work. Loved Adrienne's humility. Super cool to see talented folks who know their worth and are just super cool, super sweet people. Great episode. Take care. Well, thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, much appreciated. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Now I'm I'm getting nervous, that we can't live up to that.
0: We never will. I know I won't.
1: I think it's all downhill from whatever episode he saw and whatever. (laughs) Drug-infused <laughs> fever dream he was having about a podcast <laughs> he watched. Um, the
0: best podcast out there. I don't know. Mark Maron's pretty damn good. Who? <laughs> who? Mark Marin. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay
1: then. Never mind. Speaking of Mark, yeah, Mark Williams. Hi, Mark. Good to hear from you, pal. He said, "I won my Oscar poll a few years ago because I was the only one in my group to vote for Suicide Squad." How <laughs> <Out. laughs> so I guess he's saying thanks um how intense was it to walk up and stand on stage Christopher
0: it was super intense are you kidding me I, I don't even a lot of it I don't remember I don't know how I got there I honestly never expected to and it kept going moving forward moving forward and I'm leaving a lot out Maybe I'll tell the story another time. But then we got there and I'm realized that I'm sitting there at the Oscars. And then they give you a, a, like a program and and I'm looking through the program and it, it says our, uh, the makeup award is like, I don't know, fourth or fifth up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, we have time. So I'm flipping through the program and the show's going and the da, 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 da. And in between little bits, I'm flipping through more. And then, but on the second award they moved it and the second award was makeup suddenly and stephanie goes it's it's our award and i'm like huh and i was so confused and i was with alessandro and, and Giorgio, the two italian guys who i won with and they're looking at me going what's going on and i'm like i don't know what's going on." and they're announcing it they're calling out the things and i knew we weren't going to win i knew it i knew it i knew it i was convinced there was no way in hell and then suddenly i heard suicide squad but I thought they said Star Trek. I don't know. It was so like.
1: For Suicide Squad, Alessandro Bertolazzi, Giorgio Gregorini, and Christopher Nelson.
0: And I just went, huh? And Stephanie goes, huh? and I was like, What? And everyone was like, meh. And I'm like, meh. And then suddenly I I was up and walking down. And and I remember walking up the stairs. And it was like a dream. And and I was remember, boy, these stairs are slippery. I hope I don't fall. And I was thinking that. And then I got to the front and then when you get there and you're on the stage and you're looking out over the audience, you're like going, and I didn't prepare a speech or cause I didn't think we were gonna win. There was no way. So I didn't even think about a speech or nothing. And so I'm standing there and they hand you the statue and I'm like, wow, this is really heavy. Like it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. And I look out over the audience and there's this big ticking clock that's counting down in big giant numbers. You know, and you only get, I think, 30 seconds or 25 seconds, something like that for everyone to talk. And I remember going, oh, my God, that's a big clock and it's ticking down and we're almost out of time. And I'm supposed to talk, I think. And and look, there's Meryl Streep and hey, Justin Timberlake. And oh, Denzel Washington. Holy shit. Look at that. And like, that's all I could. I'm like, man. And then I remember saying some things. It could have been a recipe for mac and cheese. I don't remember. Mm. It was pretty intense, but but very fun. I'll never forget it. Obviously, and then afterwards, there's a flurry of backstage stuff that's insane. That that I'll say another time. But yes, it was very nerve wracking. I got to see that Oscar this weekend. You did, yeah. You come. Remember weekend. my reaction? Came by. <laughs> yeah. There's a. So I have this. This is great. This is total, Sean. He comes over. He's never been to my house before. It was the first time you are at my house. I'm showing him around and he's looking around. And I have in, the, in a cabinet over in the corner of one of the rooms somewhere is where the statue is with some other stuff. And, and on top of it, there's some Fangoria covers that I had that are in frames and there's a mask. I can't talk about what it is it's not Halloween related it's a different movie that hasn't come out anyway there's a mask sitting up there so Sean's there he's standing right in front of an Oscar a solid gold Oscar that's like literally eye level to his face and he goes what's that mask from and I go that's from da 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 I go you want to look at the Oscar he goes oh I didn't even notice that was there he's like I didn't no, even pay that's any all, attention that's not
1: exactly what happened is I, that how it happened well okay. I, looked, I did that I looked at that and then I started to walk away and you That's went right. and I started to walk away and you go, Don't you even want to like look at the Oscar? And I go, Oh shit, I didn't see it. I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at everything. I was looking for horror stuff. And, he was. And this He wrote, was
0: more concerned about the horror stuff yeah. dude. two shits about the, the Oscars <laughs> and Emmys and shit.
1: Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, good job. Um anyway, yeah. this one comes from Aimless Adventures. Said if Ooh. Christopher has a P.O. box, we can send him some free stuff. I don't know if Ooh. it'll help with the pinkness, but hey, free stuff is still free stuff. Another great episode, by the way. All right, so here we go. We, now we Ooh. keep getting we keep getting people saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, we can send you stuff." All, all blah blah blah. We haven't actually posted a, an address, so I will. And mind you, I like free stuff too. Uh, but you can send Chris or myself or both of us. <laughs> Um, you, if you really want to send us something, here I'm going to put it here on the bottom. You can send it to two three seven eight five El Toro Road, number four zero nine Lake Forest, California nine two six three zero, and just specify on it uh, attention oh. Chris or attention Sean and Chris whoever it's for. If it's if it's something for Chris, you know, put attention Chris only, so I will make sure just to hand it off to him because that's I'll my mailbox.
0: Anyway. You're gonna you're going to look anyway. I'm, gonna just gonna pour,
1: I'm just going to I'm just going to open everything. If it's good, I'm going to keep yeah. it and you I'll be like, "Dude, yeah. they, nobody's they keep saying they're sending, them. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea yeah. what's going on.
0: I'll never know. Was, I'll never know if I get something."
1: You're like, "Dude, where'd you get all this cool stuff?" I'm like, "I've been buying a lot of stuff lately." <laughs> no, of course I won't do that cuz we're going to we will open them on on the show and we'll talk about oh, yeah, them. And, we got to yeah. do that. Yeah, we so got to do that whole You time. guys will you guys will get credit. And thank you for even considering it. We appreciate it. Yeah,
0: that's nice of you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, send it away, man. Just make sure it's not poop
1: or. Oh, great. Now we're going to get poop. Or you know, we're going to get poop. Oh, I know. And don't
0: send anything pink. <laughs>
1: uh, Julian Shepard said, This is some of the best content of YouTube. yeah, i mean wow this is getting i don't know but thank you i'm thinking i'm gonna get an academy award pretty soon um i think i think you will do they have youtube awards can we get award i'm sure they do you gotta have i'm ready man i want to go to the ceremony i want to get up there i want to get whatever the youtube dude we got to get our numbers up yeah what's up People help us. You love the show so much. Get out there and fight for us.
0: Get out and fight for us. Get our numbers yeah. up. Our numbers need to be higher going, more people watching, viewing, yeah. subscribing. Come on. I see other shows that are getting freaking 100,000 views, and I'm going, really?
1: You know, right now we're at like, I don't know, 8,000 something subscribers. We'd love to get that out to 20,000 by the end of the year. That's the goal. By the end of the year, 20,000 subscribers. That'd be great.
0: That would be great, yeah.
1: And more views. Come on, get people, view it. Watch it. Share it. Okay, so Julian Shepard, this is some of the best content of YouTube. Every guest have been killer, and even just listening to Sean and Christopher shoot the shit is fun. Shame everything will go back to normal. So harder for you guys to make more. Until then, I can't wait for the next episode. This is what every horror fan needs right now. Well, thank you very much. Now, mind you, you help us get the numbers up help us build this audience and we will realize that we have to continue the good fight after the, we've defeated, as Chris likes to say, the COVID. The COVID. Yeah. It's COVID. I know. Um, it's, it's
0: COVID. We, uh, Um, but even if we're, you know, I mean, I'm back to work. I went back to work this week and here we are still, you know, we'll find ways to do this. We can do this remotely. We can do this in hotel rooms. We can do this, uh, in other countries, we're, 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 as long as you guys want to see it or want to hang out mm-hmm. and listen and stuff, we'll do it. So let's do it. Come on. Let's hang out more.
1: Lieutenant Dan's legs. <laughs> Great <laughs> That's name. That's the best name. Right? The best name yeah. <laughs> How many teenage boys were, you know, thinking of her during some special alone time back in the day? Am I right or am I right? So Lieutenant Dan's legs is a little perv talking he's about perv. Adrian Barbeau, special alone time,
0: alone time, alone time. You mean like having coffee, taking a nap?
1: I will I admit I, friend, I, I, I was very jealous of Ty Mitchell who played her son in the fog <laughs> that scene when he comes in and wakes her up in the morning. I was like, I'd like to, <gasps> I'd like to be little Ty Mitchell right now hanging out, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is.
0: Um, yeah. I bet you she didn't even have morning breath or oh no
1: anything like no. that probably it smelled, smelled like, like roses I'm sure like, like baby's breath baby's not like
0: an actual baby the flower the oh
1: anyway. okay I'm thinking like really baby no ba- baby might oh, stink God. we have our guest the shape 2018 2020 and future of Halloween mr James Jude Courtney
2: up, good to see two of my favorite people.
1: Is there uh, somebody behind me? Oh, that's oh, yeah. oh. Chris
2: and that little mannequin you have
1: behind you,
0: Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, Jim. Jim Shape, Jimmy Shape, yeah. Jimmy Shape. That's his yeah. mob name. His mob name <laughs> is Jimmy Shape. Oh, look at the Jimmy Shape over here. The shape I'm in. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Good to see Great you, Joe. Thanks. Thanks for coming to doing this with us. Man. Oh man,
2: I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I thoroughly enjoyed your your stuff. And uh, I love I love especially Nick. And, you know my my alter ego. Man, it's uh, uh, <laughs> good stuff. dude, Good stuff. In fact, in fact, can I do this right from the beginning? Since I mentioned Nick, let's do it. Doing? I just want Nick to see that when I when I got my mask from oh, 2018,
1: <laughs>
2: Chris made sure that I had a proper stand oh yeah you know i wasn't stuck with a piece of shit styrofoam
0: i just want you to oh. know i want you to know that wasn't my fault so don't blame
1: ah! me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well but look at I'm that look at that right. thing
1: of beauty let's see that yeah thing, right? yeah. yeah hold oh, it up there hold it up so we can see yeah, it. yeah man
0: yeah
2: i mean hold who it does up? work like this other than christopher nelson right
1: well,
0: it's a team. It's a team. I can't take all the credit for that. So. No, you make but, a
2: beautiful piece of art, and I fuck it up. That's what happens.
0: Yeah. It's
2: all trashed inside. You, and,
0: right. You wear it well, Jimmy. You wear it well. <laughs> God,
1: between, you know, in just a couple episodes, we've seen three screen-use masks. One behind you, Nick's, James. It's like, and, and you know, the only one missing here. I'm just like, you know, what's going on, guys? Um <laughs> No. you're gonna get your you'll get your one of these days we'll see you will. You, you, you both will. you guys can't live forever um so <laughs> especially me it's true the first true one to go.
2: <laughs> true i may previously saw you guys <laughs>
1: that's me. true you probably will Pro- probably will the way so i jim
0: eat. tell
2: us jim tell us what are you it's, what have you it's, been it's doing because it's uh, sean and i were talking about this like i'm a kind person I, I thrive on movement and you know, so the moments in my life where everything is just really perfect, the most zen moments in my life are when I'm in front of a camera, like especially, you know, the, the blessing we had of doing Halloween movies together. I mean, those moments, I mean, it's constant, constant work and constant action, constant movement. But in those moments, I experienced zero stress, zero anxiety. I mean, I'm just so, you know, in those moments with Chris, and you and I would start in the morning and, and, and you know, you'd Pick the right the right album and we from that point forward the rest of the day would go into the cons like get, getting on airplanes when i smell jet fuel man i just feel great because i know i'm going to go somewhere and i'm going to do something so this has been challenging um but what i have been using it for is um there's a lot of internal growth so i'm cleaning out closets i'm in, internally um cleaning out people out of my life um taking the time to you know uh, to ride my motorcycle like an old triumph Bonneville and you know old vintage mg just get my car in shape and, and driving that and getting a little writing done. It's not the kind of busy I would like, but um, it's, it's been a very important time. And I'm, I'm actually feeling very grateful. Even that, it's, that Halloween Kills is going to be released a year later, I'm feeling grateful because I think I'm going to be able to accomplish a lot in that time as far as getting to that next level, where we're going to take Halloween Kills and the conversations you and I and all of us are going to have. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a challenging time, but it's been a good time.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, how do you feel about the whole situation with kills being pushed a whole year?
2: Well, you know, when uh, Ryan Turek and uh, Ryan Freeman called me and said, Hey, this is uh, this is what's going on, I immediately said I'm hundred percent behind it. I, I think I think this film, you know, because I've I've had the, the advantage of sitting down in, in the editing room with uh, Tim Alderson and, and uh, Danny at David Gordon Green and and, and looking at, at what's been created for Halloween Kills. It needs to be seen on a big screen, man. You know, I mean, it, it, DVD is great, Blu-ray is great, streaming is great, of course, but man, this film needs to be seen on a big screen. And so I think it's well worth the wait so that we can all get together safely and enjoy this film together.
0: Well said. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Of course, I was disappointed because only because for selfish reasons is that I'm excited for people to see it, and okay. I'm excited for it to come out, and I want to see it and everything. We did so much work; it was a it was a very intense shoot and okay. something every single day, and it was very physical for Jim and and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was it, it was stressful and and intense. But um, yeah, I agree. It's it, I would rather people go to the movie theater and see it. Now you'll get to go see it on IMAX, which is, I'm excited about.
1: Yeah. And uh,
0: uh, it's it's going to be fun and um, it's, it's crazy, man. And yeah, I think when it comes out, people are going to be like, Whoa, it's a pretty intense movie and it's fun and it's cool. And, and I agree. I think a year uh, from now we'll go like that first of all, yes. and we'll all be enjoying it. I think the anticipation will build so much and it'll just be better to see it in the movie theater, man. I, I think it was the right move for sure.
2: This is basically Halloween 2018 on steroids. I mean, dude, everything has been upped. The anti
1: everything has been upped. And I, I, Sean,
2: what do you think about this? What do you think about the delay?
1: Uh, I think it's bullshit. I'm pissed. <laughs> um, no. Uh, no, to be honest with you, I'm fine with it. Um, I totally understand the reasoning behind it and you know i saw a lot of fans online bitching about it did you see the whole like uh petition to to make it come out this year it's like really guys come on i didn't see that yeah there is an online petition Uh, are you guys new to this halloween thing you know how long we waited for sequels guys be patient it's coming you know (laughs) i think it was i think it was less about that than
0: we we're anticipating it coming out. Yeah. you get it in your head, and there's yeah. that dangling
1: carrot that's right in front of you, yeah. and then it's taken away. Well, <laughs> guess no, what? That that's, that's Halloween, the holiday this year. It's all been taken away from us, whether we like yeah. it or not. Yeah, no, right? not me. No,
0: I am having Halloween, and I'm going to have a badass Halloween. <laughs> your
1: Halloween's going to suck. Right on, anyway. I man. <laughs> Dude, I was bummed
2: because, you know, I mean, so they, you know, for premieres, they were flying me to South America and Australia and Japan and Europe and New York and Toronto wow. and L.A. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a month of amazing travel and I'll be here hanging out my swimming pool. But That's it's, okay. still pictures of your house. That'll, that'll make me feel good. At least I'll, I'll have a Halloween in, in my head.
0: That's right. Yes. I will I will video my Halloween shenanigans and send them to you. But you, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? You'll have that next year. You'll get to be traveling all over the place, probably more so. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends if we're shooting Halloween ends or not. You know. Or when we shoot that? I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be done by then. I don't know. Who knows? I have the sense we'll be do it at the beginning of the year, just like we did.
2: You know, 18. It will just get there mm-hmm. and freeze our asses off and make Ooh. a damn good. Hey guys, as a non sequitur, I just I just have to say this because y'all were talking with Nick and talking about, you know, uh, concerts and songs that went on and on forever. Okay, so when I was a kid and this doesn't have to be a long conversation but when I was a kid I saw Golden Earring open for I can't even remember who. Radar Love went for 45 minutes. I think there were like six suicides in the audience before they stopped. (laughs)
0: 45
2: freaking minutes of Radar Love and I was like dude I like your song
0: but I don't like it that much. The yeah. well, um, Golden Earring probably opened with that song and closed what, with
1: it. Yeah, was it pre Twilight Zone or because that was their other big hit? You know, oh yeah, Bump, that's I'm right. Into the Twilight, twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, dude, that that plays on my pinball machine. You know, on the, oh on, awesome, man. On the pinball machine, it goes doom 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 doom. It just does it all the time. Uh, so. Excellent, excellent. Yeah.
2: And guys, I got to say that about the fans. It's the one thing I'm so missing, man. And Sean, you do such a great job of setting us up for these cons. Man, I'm really missing that, 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 those personal relationships with, you know, with, with the fans at the cons. And, you know, I mean, it's just such good people, man. And just drops of love one after the other after the other. Just really good people. And we get this shared passion about something we love. And, man, you, you can't replace that. You don't get that anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's an immediate response, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a tangible reaction to what you're doing right in front of your face. You know, it's an immediate response to why you're doing what you're doing. It's very satisfying and gratifying. Yeah, it?
2: It is. It's kind of like playing live, isn't it, man? It's just, you know, the, yeah. yeah, it's, it's just yeah. that immediate, beautiful relationship that happens. And yeah, it's a good hit, hit the question, man. What's up?
1: Start with this one is from Mary Clancy, who wants to know. What was your reaction when you were first offered the part of the infamous Michael Myers being a horror icon, a collector's figure, people standing in line for an autograph? You know, what was your your reaction the first time you were offered the part? And did you know about the character? Did you know what it meant? I mean, a lot of these guys were stunt guys that just got a job, didn't know who the hell Michael Myers was and was like, okay, I got to wear a mask, whatever. You know, what was your reaction?
2: I did know. I mean, I didn't have this idea, this, you know, like this iconic character I knew of the movie. I knew the franchise, you know, like I know Rick Rosenthal and, and Nancy Stevens. And, you know, I've, I've seen every one. I saw the original in the theater when I was in college and undergrad. So I knew I knew that it was something it was it was an iconic series um, uh, franchise. And how it happened is Ron Hutchinson, who was the stunt coordinator on 2018, uh, he called me and I've known Ron for 35 years. I've worked on the same movies with him, but I never worked for him. But he he called me and said, hey, uh, Jimmy, we're, uh, we're doing another Halloween. So uh, I was talking to uh, David Gordon Green and, and Malcolm Codd. And I said, look, I've read the script. You need a really good stuntman who's a really good actor. And there's not many of those guys around. And David Green said, well, great. Uh, he has to be 6'3", 200 pounds and has to be in his 60s. Do you know anybody? And Ron goes, yeah, I know one guy. So Ron called, you know, when he called me, he said, you know, he told me that and he said, so, you know, they want to see it. And um, from that moment, Ron told me that they want to see me, I just go into mission mode. Like, I didn't start thinking about, you know, signing autographs and meeting chicks and going to cons and, you know, how iconic this character was. The moment that happened, I just, I just shifted into mission mode. Like, what is it I'm going to do here? that's going to allow me to, you know, inhabit the space that Nick Castle created. So from that point forward, I was in mission mode. I went down, got put on tape, went back and met David, you know, then all the, you know, going out to meet Chris and getting cast for my, for the mask and for all the prosthetics and wardrobe and all the kind of things that we have to do. um, I never thought about, uh, I never, honestly never thought about playing an iconic character because I'd already been in, I've invested myself in the mission and the mission was to be as pure as I possibly could in honoring what Nick and John had created. And then of course, working with super, super talented people like Chris and and, uh, and, and David Green, and all the other wonderful people that we worked with. So I still haven't really thought about it to be honest with you. I think think after we finish Halloween Ends, maybe I'll allow myself to think about it. But for right now, it was really important to me that, um, that I was in the exact same space when we did Halloween Kills that I was in 2018. And it's important to me that when we do Halloween ends that I'm in the exact same space. And I'll go back to Chris on this too, because our morning rituals in makeup, I walk in, Chris puts on an album. I mean, it could be anything, blues, you know, freaking, I I mean, you name it, David Bowie. I mean,
1: New kids on the block.
2: Always (laughs) right. Whatever it was, it set the freaking pace. We sit there, rock out to some tunes. I'd get ready. He'd knock it out. And then the day was perfect. And so... It, it just stayed, like, it, the mission stayed perfect the entire time. And I anticipate staying in that space until, um, until we're done. And then I'll think about it and probably commit suicide.
0: <laughs> oh, no, don't do that. Okay. Well, when you first came to the shop, when you flew out to L.A. and you came to the shop, when, when I got the gig for Halloween, I was, who are they going to get to play The Shape? I was so what are you picky i was like man it's gotta be i'm gonna be really disappointed if it's not the right and there were names thrown around and people came in and out of the conversations and things and and uh i remember they said we got the guy his name's james Hugh courtney's we're flying him to you because we needed him right away i know that our schedule uh, as time went on it was like we got to get him hurry up get him out here so uh james came out and I uh, and i'll never forget when I met first met you, I went, I looked at you because I'm such a you know me, Jim. I'm like, man, it's not right. Like I'm very <laughs> oh, and, me. A man that's crazy. Well and, he's, and so, he's grumpy cat. He's grumpy cat. I'm grumpy, <laughs> grumpy cat. I'm grumpy cat. So I and I first met Jim and I was like, That's the guy. Like I knew it. I went, that's the guy. Not only uh, looks wise and and physical appearance and presence, but after a a very brief conversation and the two of us talking when we first met and and getting into the casting of it all. I was like, yeah, that's the that's the guy. And I had friends of mine call me and go, so who'd they get is you? Did you? I go, yeah, I live cast them today because, of course makeup effects world i'm surrounded by halloween fans and so i had a lot of a lot of my friends going who'd they get what who's the guy is he is he good is it going to be good is he is he a giant wrestler what is he you know is it (laughs) perfect i go jim he's gonna be great and then when we were on set and we got uh you know the mask and 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 everything in place and and all the powers that be are there and jim did his thing i was like we're good like that's the moment i knew we were gold i was like that's it we're good I was super excited. So, good job, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. You guys,
2: what I think is so interesting and unique about this experience um, is that for the first time ever, I think I really feel like Chris and I co-created this character together. You know, Chris created you know created all this beautiful work, and Chris knows more about this franchise than probably anybody else on the set. But I, I think this is the first time I've ever felt like I really, truly co-created a character of somebody. And, and
0: well, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. And that's very kind of you. I don't, I don't know if that's entirely true, but... but it's I, not a gross up your ass, but it's only... John, John Carpenter <laughs> had nothing to do with this. <laughs> nothing to do with it. John Carpenter had nothing to do with it. Next it's headline. Like I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Carpenter has nothing to do with it. We uh, created this character. We did <laughs> it. We did it, not him. No, I think what you're referring to is, you know, on 2018, I remember it was always, put your chin down, put your chin down. (laughs) And that that was only because when you're wearing a mask, you know, the eyes are, so you tend to want to go like that. You know, you want to see, Jim needs to see. Jim was really adamant about... This has nothing to do with me. He, he was very adamant about capturing the essence of the shape in this character and bringing him back to the context of the story and where it was. And he was he was dedicated and committed to doing it. And I knew that. So I played off of Jim. That's all it was. It was me playing off Jim, who was entirely 100% every day into it, committed, wanted to do it justice, the fans justice, and and the character justice and John Carpenter and David and everybody he was there man hundred and ten percent and so all I did was try to make sure that Jim got what he wanted and it was only me going ah Jim you 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 have a thing I know what you're trying to do do it and Jim did it and it was all Jim man I can't it was awesome it was, it was a,
2: a, a, what a beautiful experience it was I
0: mean it was great it was so cool and especially the first time we put the mask on was amazing we've told the story a thousand times but yeah. that that when, when it first went on Jim when he had his coveralls on, I literally wept. I literally I seriously <laughs> I started I, I teared up. I think I think David did too. Dan we were all like, oh my God. There <laughs> he is. When, he is it,
2: when you put it on there was a collective Ugh.
0: yeah. Like everybody had this
2: guttural sound come out of them.
0: It really was. I think more so because we were being selfish about the fact that we we're in the presence of the shape in our shape and and you know what i mean <laughs> after so long i think it was just like a dream come true and and uh it was it was great man mm-hmm. I, I i cherish the uh experience and jim you you killed it man i can't tell you how many times how much you killed it no thanks man you yeah. killed it uh-huh. i
1: did Whoa, flash. You
0: know what i did there
1: you know what i haven't told the story my version of what was going down too about how ron called me it's kind of a weird segue to how nick got involved i got a phone call one day out of the blue and this guy goes is tom there i said "Uh, there's no tom here who are you looking for i said tom morga i work with tom morga i'm i'm you know represent him for convention appearances and he goes oh well hey my name's ron we're working on the new halloween and we'd like to bring him in to audition for new michael myers i said you know tom's like almost 70. Right. You know, he goes, Oh, he goes, yeah. He goes, they want someone age appropriate. They did bring Tom in and Tom uh, was just about to go in for knee surgery. And he immediately just fessed up and said, Hey, knee problem that pretty much done there. But then I called Nick and I said to Nick, I go, Hey, you know, I, I just got this weird phone call. They're casting the shape and they want him to be age appropriate and everything. And I was just thinking to myself, why don't they call you? You're the guy, but you know, would you even consider doing it? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, Nick, he's like, yeah, why not? You know? So he goes, throw it out there and see what happens. So I texted Jamie and told her, and she said, let me get this info to the right people. Within 15 minutes of texting Jamie, I got a phone call from somebody from Blumhouse, wanting Nick's contact info. Then Nick called me like an hour later saying he had a Skype interview with uh, David Gordon Green. All of a sudden this was happening. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. As it became more real, Nick started kind of going, ah, I don't really want to be there the whole time. Ah. Then it turned into the cameo and then James got the part and you know, the rest is history. It's just, It's just crazy that a weird phone call I got one day and I had some hand in movie history. It's awesome man. It was meant and to be. Sean Stickle would like to know, was it more important to you to make 2018 Michael Myers your own version or were you more concerned with mimicking Nick's movements as close as possible? Bob Hood also mm-hmm. said he thought you did a fantastic job as Myers, best since Nick Castle. Did you just act the character out for yourself or did you study the original and try to imitate Castle's movements? Jason Howard Davenport what was the one mannerism of Michael Myers that you were most concerned about nailing? So they're all kind of a similar question yeah. about obviously what you were trying to do with the character. So
2: I, I go back to the way I reached into, to what Castle had created. Um, I didn't imitate. I didn't study movements. I didn't try to replicate movements. There was no, you know, left brain watching the way he walks, watching the way he moves. None of that. As an actor, what you need to be able to do is to emulate people around you, emulate the guy at the post office, emulate the guy at the front of the street so that 's what I did with Nick Castle um, and what he had created and that 's why i didn 't watch anyone after that because I wanted to see Nick. I wanted to reach into what Nick had created, and then that drove me once I found that space inside me, all I had to do was breathe into that space a space beyond time and place, a space beyond 3 d reality, a time place beyond judgment of good and evil and you know all those crazy things that that people think about once i got in there and got into what nick created that drove the way i moved and so i never thought about am i doing this right or am i worried about that or or you know i mean obviously there's very clear things like the head tilt and but those came out organically in communion with you know david green of course who Oftentimes when we were working together, he would shout out direction and then we would do the prescribed blocking or whatever the scene was about. And then as camera still rolling, Dave would be like, Jim, ooh, ooh, try this. Ooh, 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 you know, and, and so we w- we would play and that inner direction would drive my body to move the way it was supposed to move. I never put a conscious thought into it. Not from the very beginning.
0: Well, also too, it wouldn't make sense that you would try to emulate any of the other shapes, not to take anything away from them. Oh no. Because I mean they're they're all, you know, their own thing. But I mean, in within the context of the story, you're you're picking up where part one left, you're picking up where Nick Castle left off. It wouldn't yeah. make sense for you to look at any of the other ones. Nobody is the same when they're twenty something and sixty something. Yes. They don't move the same. You're not the same person. You're a completely different human being when you're in your 20s or when, you, when, you, when you're middle age. It's, it's a different thing. So it also wouldn't make sense for you to be going down that road. Again, you're going into the context of where the character's been for the past 40 years, where he is now. You did your own thing. You did that character where it's, he is at now. And I thought that's what works so great about it is that you approached it that way.
2: Yeah, thanks. I, I think David was really wise to want to bring in somebody who was age appropriate.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know,
2: and, and I've had questions of like, well, how do you expect us to, to think a 63-year-old man or a 62-year-old man can move that way and can do those stunts? and do it? Well, dude, I do. them. That's what I do. You know what I mean? It's the physical condition and I'm in at 63 years old. And, and so I think it's very real. And we live in a day and age where this is all acceptable. I mean, we're seeing, you know, 60s new 40, 80s new 60. As you both know, man, both of these films are brutal. Kills was even more brutal than 18. And my body took a beating, but it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. my God.
0: I have some good pictures of your bruises and shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> Glute was
2: one big black bruise. Yeah. It was a hematoma. It took a week to come out, and It was, oh. I remember waking up the next morning because that's when I took the shoulder hit. And, uh, and I, I spun around, and I hit the battery pack a, right on the sit bone of my butt. And I bounced up, and I walked away. And, oh, it hurt so bad. And the next morning, I woke up, and I rolled out of bed, and I was like, oh, oh. And I was like, I felt like I just played in the Super Bowl, and I got my ass kicked we won man we won mm-hmm. and i i felt that joy of like just getting your ass kicked physically but having won you know mm-hmm. i and we knew didn't we chris we knew from the very beginning with, that we were on to something special i mean yeah we,
0: yeah right yeah for sure yeah we knew. every one of us poured that much more energy into it well i knew it's when fun. we shot the i mean wasn't the first thing that we shot was the courtyard yeah when you were uh incarcerated still and in the and the podcasters bring the mask out and he says say something wasn't that our that was the first thing we shot and it was brutally cold 29 degrees the wind chill coming off the the bay was something like oh, eight brutal degrees or something but it was so cool though it was just like ah this is this is gonna work this is gonna be amazing this is gonna yeah. be so cool like it was it was it was really special it was special
1: <laughs> special Melissa Hundley would like to know, were you at all intimidated working with the original Michael Myers?
2: Um, you know, i got gotten that question before and it's, and, and it's a fair question. Um, first of all, he didn't show up until we were three weeks in. So I didn't even meet Nick until we had been shooting for at least two, maybe close to three weeks. No, I mean, no, I'm, I'm in there doing what I do. And in at the risk of sounding l- less than humble, this is my wheelhouse, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm insecure about other things in my life, absolutely 100%, this is not one of them. I knew when I got this, that I got it for a reason. I felt it inside, even though I let it go, you know, like when I, I, after I met with David and did all that fun audition stuff, I let it go and I really did let it go. But once I locked in, man, I was in mission mode. And so Nick and I have developed a beautiful friendship. He's so much fun to be around. Dude still owes me dinner, but, um, (laughs) you know, I mean, not, no, not in the least bit. Uh, We were hoping, as we got to know each other very quickly, we were hoping that when he did his cameo, that we would be able to inhabit the same scene, not just have a scene with him and then next scene, me, or bookending. So, uh, and we didn't know what scene it was going to be. And so when David uh, put him up in the window, when Laurie is driving up and, and sees him up in the window, that's Nick, Right. But then when she shoots and the way, and the mirror breaks that's me because you know when we did the stunt um the the uh heath hood the uh special effects guy was you know literally a foot behind me with with the weapon and he shot the projectile within six inches of my head i mean it's certainly not a place you'd put nick nick doesn't feel comfortable doing that i kind of live for that stuff it's fun it's fun for me so we got to actually inhabit the same scene so as nick talks about the passing of the torch it really did happen in a scene where he got to pass the torch to me and i love that man uh, i think there's nick is one of the finest human beings one of the finest men i know i am really grateful to have a, a friend nick castle
1: agreed indeed uh, all right let's change gears a, l- a little bit here and get off the shape talk ace hanny would like to know if James ace, Ju- ace if james jude courtney was on a desert island and could only have one working VCR tape DVD movie on repeat. What would it be? And same goes for an album.
2: I'd be Aladdin singing David Bowie. Um, um, Aladdin well, Sane? I have to take it back because Hunky oh. Dory is also one of my favorite too. No, you know what I mean. It, but it would it would be a Bowie album. Uh, David Bowie's hands down, you know, one of my great influences as as any kind of artist. Um, so I would uh, I would say it's Hunky Dory.
1: Hunky Dory. Uh,
2: Hunky Dory, yeah, which is one of his first albums. And um, I mean, these questions, because I don't think about the answers to these things, I would say Hunky Dory and Ziggy Stardust would be the...
1: Can only pick one. Can't uh, bend the rules. No shape rules here. Hunky
2: Dory and um, a movie. You know, man, okay, Ace, I've been hitting the head a lot. So I probably have about seven or eight personalities rolling around in this head. And each one of those would... (laughs)
0: choose a different movie what's today's head saying talking horror what's, here. yeah what's today's head say
2: if you look back behind me uh, um i got some fan art of my face in melding with frankenstein um my favorite so do horror- i <laughs> right
1: there that's yeah. my face right, is right. Right, that's, that's with my hair
2: that's awesome man that's awesome yeah so i would say um frankenstein is is you know hands down i mean there's lots of awesome horror films there's lots of awesome films made but frankenstein the original frankenstein has always been you know one of my absolute favorite movies so yeah man i can handle that one there's so much nuance in it there's so much beauty in it there's so much humanity in it.
1: chris might as well ask you the same question i know you hate these questions that's why i'm going to make I you hate answer. these questions i, I it's hate just, them. It's, it's just today it's just what it is today bro it's you just tomorrow it today
0: it's what yeah. it is today. I would have to say an album, mm-hmm. one album. That's so, so unfair. I, I gotta say Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Wow. Okay. Um, awesome choice. And, awesome choice. And I would say, mind you, that'd be different tomorrow. Tomorrow it might be Van Halen too. I don't know, but you know. But today it's uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side. Of the Moon. And movie, one movie. Yep. One movie you, to I, rule them all. As soon as I say it, you're gonna laugh. Here we go. You're, Shank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption.
1: I knew it. I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to pick.
0: Shawshank Redemption.
1: Film.
0: And I'll tell you, and, and I won't even go into why. One day people will appreciate that movie for what it is. It's a perfect film filled with every emotion that a human could experience in their lifetime. Filled with hope. It's a beautiful film. But again, that would change tomorrow. Tomorrow it might be... Street trash. tomorrow tomorrow might be planes trains and automobiles <laughs> it might be street trash
1: <laughs> what about see. you oh i thought i could get out of this without having any no time. you have
0: to i can answer it okay
1: know? i can tell you this easy one with the record uh my choice wouldn't change tomorrow pink floyd the wall that's my all-time oh. favorite record oh. um as far as movie that would change daily too uh today the one that pops in my head is something I can watch over and over again, never get sick of. Goodfellas. Mm. Yeah.
0: It's so, a good one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Even has good in the title. It does uh, good. Uh, Bowie, having
0: a Bowie album on my, I, you know, Jim knows I'm a huge Bowie fan. Didn't we listen to Black Star a lot? Yeah. Remember, remember? Okay. So I didn't listen to that
2: album because that was not in the psychological headspace to, to just embrace his death. You know, not that I'm like a such a fanboy that I'm gonna weep and gnash my teeth or anything, but I just wasn't the place to really sit down and listen to that. And you brought it in that day, and we listened to it. So I got to hear it the first time in in the makeup trailer with you, and it was
0: it was mind blowing. Yeah, it was mind blowing because, and that's the reason why I played that album that day because because I a I knew you never you hadn't listened to it really yet. I hadn't listened at all. I avoided it, and B I. Based on what we were shooting that day, I think, I was like, it was a heavy day. I'm pretty yes, it sure it was a heavy day or something. And I put that on and we were both just like completely silent as I'm doing my thing. And Jim just sat there and it, we just listened to it. It was heavy, but it was the perfect album for that day, I remember.
2: It, it, it was. was nice. and, 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 and I mean, the depth and complexity of it and, and knowing if you know his music and you know the genesis of his life. and, yeah. and yeah. But, you know, Chris every morning man it was amazing how you nailed it i mean
0: well it was always it was always going off of what happened the night before what happened the day before like at the end of a day i would always choose the next album based on what happened that day and what was going to happen in the following like it was like i'll put this one on i think this one fits you know It it wasn't always it wasn't always dark and deep but there was a method to it for sure because Jim and I are both huge music fans. We get a lot more out of music than than the surface of it, you know. So, oh yeah, yeah.
2: And it really just anyway, so set good. the tone, man. And that vibration would just stay with us all day long. It was it was
1: amazing. It's a good records, under underappreciated records. And it's yeah, just... Black
0: Star's a hugely underrated album. Yeah. I think in time it'll go down as a historic. Like it, it's it's amazing. If you haven't, if if anybody out there hasn't sat with a pair of headphones and listen to black star from david bowie it's it'll blow
1: your mind plus the fact that he made that album knowing he was dying and and this was going to be it i mean there's a part of me as a fan that was like you know that was selfish of you to do this without letting us know and Mm -hmm. just suddenly you're gone but at the same time you could do it but yeah, but that's so Bowie. That's so like, yeah, yeah. It, so you know, it, it's just, yeah. it, it was like an amazing final bow, you know? Yeah. So
0: if it had come out and if he had done it with everybody knowing it, it wouldn't be what it is. It's that's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. The fact that that guy did that, knowing he that his days were numbered. And the true artist that he is and he is a true artist because I tell you, I went to the David Bowie exhibit in, in Brooklyn when it was uh, at the Brooklyn Museum, flew to, flew to New York just to see it. And and it was, uh, it was life changing for me, life changing. Wow. It really, you think that you may be an artist or you think that you're creative or you think this, and then you see that guy's life and you see all that stuff. Culminated in an exhibit, and you ain't got nothing on that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. I was so bummed. I was in London for a convention, and we were walking over by Trafalgar Square, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the famous, you know, the, the 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 Queen is a man. You know that whole scene where David Naughton's, <laughs> you know, trying to get arrested in American War yeah, London. Yeah. We're literally right there, and I walked around the corner, and there was a, a museum. Where they had the Bowie exhibit going on, I'm like, mm. oh my god, I want to go to this, and it was closed. I was so pissed. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to go. Just well, I happened think anybody who's,
2: a, who's ever seen him in concert and and the, the perfection of his theatricality would then understand why he did Black Sun. way he did it.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: You know what I mean? One why of my. He did what he did.
1: It's one of my biggest ah. regrets: never seeing him live. Mm. Oh man! Amazing, mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. I never got to see him live. Just one of those things I think I always took for granted. David Bowie always seemed like he would always be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, uh, he is
0: one of those guys, totally. He's one of those artists that you're like, well, he'll always be around. Even after I'm dead, he'll still be Tory. You know? <laughs> he's, just, he's just, that's how much in the ether that, that that guy was. He was beyond, he transcended, you know, mortality. <laughs> that, he was that the guy.
1: shape of music. Right.
2: Make your freaking mind up, will
1: right. you? Hey. This is what, ha- you know what, I got to pee. Let me pee real quick. When oh, I got to pee, right. I can't make my mind up. Hold on, yeah, I I you know when talk. you have to pee. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: He <laughs> can't, I got a, there's a taco. Wait, cotton candy, teacups. I have to go over here now. <laughs> that means he has to pee.
1: Go pee, shout. <laughs> Want a personal shout out from The Shape himself? or maybe surprise a fam with a happy birthday greeting from Michael Myers? Well, you can right now on Cameo. Download the Cameo app today on your phone to get more info. Um,
2: I really love doing the Cameo because you feel like you're really having a personal, um, some kind of personal connection with somebody, just like you get to do with the cons, and since we're not getting to do the cons right now, I'm really glad to be doing Cameo. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, um,
0: what is Cameo? I don't even know what that is. We don't have time for this. All right, then,